Hello once again, my Fit Fizz friends. I am back with another solo episode. It's just me today. But did you enjoy last week's episode with Leroy Warner? I really hope that you did. I think he had a lot of great things to say. And the way that I'm planning to move forward with guest interviews and solo episodes for the next few months is that I'm going to do the first episode of each month as a guest interview and the rest will be solo episodes. In case this is your first time listening, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of fitfizstudio.com and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 25 years. I am here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. All right. The way that this topic came about is that it had been on my mind that I want to make a free online course with the same name as this episode, Gym Confidence 101. And while I still want to create that someday for everybody, it it would include lots of things that would require visuals. And I don't currently have a gym that would give me free access to record. And as I've been seeing lots of new people in the gym where I train and I'm noticing a lot of common do's and don'ts of the gym, I realized there's really no reason why I can't do this as a podcast episode. And I hope this will come in helpful for some of you because I know that a lot of people unfortunately don't reach their goals because they're not consistent. And a big part of consistency has to do with confidence, right? Confidence to trust that what you're doing will even work. Confidence to step out of your comfort zone. Confidence to keep going. Confidence to change your body size. And what I mean by confidence to change your body size is that a lot of people who carry excess weight have a deeply rooted fear of losing weight because holding on to it can be a type of trauma response from things that they might have endured like sexual assault or abuse of any kind as in a way as a way to attempt to hide yourself or be seen as less than or not to be looked at as much and I've dealt with some of this myself in the past so I I understand that that is a very very real thing for a lot of people and also the confidence to just move your body, even if you generally maybe you feel clumsy or uncoordinated or kind of uncomfortable in your skin. I get it. As a kid, more often than not, I was not only the kid who got picked last for teams, but a lot of times I was never picked at all. And honestly, I didn't even mind it sometimes. <laughs> Why? Well, I think it boils down to a confidence thing or lack of it, complete insecurity in my body and how my body moved and being in front of people was how I felt as a kid. And I finally began to conquer that halfway through high school when I really fell in love with dance and being part of my school's dance team. But oh yeah, I was that person who felt panic stricken inside if I felt like anyone was watching me do anything, especially anything remotely athletic. So 
I get it. If you're an adult and maybe the very idea of setting foot inside of a gym frightens you to the core. I get that it can be kind of an intimidating place sometimes. And way back in the 90s, when I was kind of a cardio queen, and I was teaching several group fitness classes per week, I hadn't really ventured into the weight room yet. Then one time I decided to tag along with a friend who was going and this friend of mine, I had, this was literally the first time I had ever set foot in a real weight room and he asked me to spot him while he was bench pressing. I had no clue what I was doing and well, me spotting him didn't turn out so well. (laughs) He didn't get hurt and we're actually still friends today. I'll have to ask him to listen to this episode to see if he remembers this, but that certainly didn't help my fears of the weight room. I had a curiosity, but I didn't have the confidence and I went on and off with some other fitness instructors who I worked with, maybe into the weight room sometimes, but it was nothing really serious or committed and certainly nothing heavy that would be effective. I definitely wouldn't even call it strength training, to be honest. Then a few years later, I asked my boyfriend to teach me how to lift. And at that point, I was still teaching group fitness. And I, there were days when I would do teach group fitness, maybe a class, maybe even two, then go do another hour of on the Stairmaster of so an insane amount of cardio, ridiculous. And I maybe once in a while I would do some bicep curls with light dumbbells, maybe use a couple of weight machines, but that was really about it. No real free weights, not really pushing myself to get strong. I was just too intimidated to go in there. And it was usually all men, except for I remember one female bodybuilder that was in there all the time. And I thought she was so amazing. So eventually my boyfriend, who he always trained every single day with three or four of his friends, they were all athletic and kind of big and loud and they had all the confidence in the world. So eventually after asking him enough to take me in the weight room and teach me some things, he said to me, well, I'll show you, but I know you're not going to have the confidence to eventually go in there and lift on your own and you're not going to lift with me and my friends. So in my head, I was like, ha, challenge accepted. And oh my gosh. I hadn't the slightest clue. I had a lot of embarrassing moments that happened to me that felt monumental at the time. But honestly, probably nobody was really watching. Or if they did, it probably didn't look as mortifying as it felt. And you know what? If you're scared of embarrassing moments in the gym, let me reassure you that everyone has them at some point, even professional bodybuilders, even personal trainers. Because if you're using heavy objects in unstable ways and attempting to push limits, it really is the perfect situation for things to go wrong. So it's bound to happen to everyone sooner or later. Now, again, if you are someone who is scared to join a gym, or maybe you're even scared to use the membership that you already paid for, or scared to touch the machines or the free weights or a barbell because you simply don't know what to do. First of all, you are not alone. Everyone started somewhere. So let's say you have your membership and you're warming up on the treadmill and eyeing the free weights, trying to talk yourself up into going over there, but you're scared. But gosh darn it, that's what you're here for. So today's the day you're finally breaking out of your comfort zone and getting some dumbbells in your hands is going to happen, even though you're really scared. So one thing I need to throw in is that a really smart way to get comfortable with free weights is to hire a personal trainer. Even if you can only afford a handful of sessions or maybe just one or two sessions, 
it's a super smart route because not only will they teach you a lot, but they are there to correct your form as well, which is so critical when you first start out so that you don't get hurt and so that you don't develop poor movement patterns that will eventually leave you injured. And it will also help you to know what starting realistic weights are if you're brand new to weight training. But for anyone who doesn't have a trainer, you definitely want to do some kind of a warm up. I usually do five to 10 minutes on the Stairmaster and I work up to a pretty decent incline. I never keep it just flat. Um, Nothing strenuous, but challenging enough to feel my muscles in my body working a little bit and feeling everything get warm, maybe start to break a sweat a little bit. And I really love to have some music too to help get me in the zone and get excited to do the rest of what I'm there to do. So depending on who you talk to, some people will say that you should also stretch. And this kind of depends on the person and your body and your goals and how tight you are to begin with. Plus, there are different kinds of stretching, which we won't get into today. But I'll just tell you that there's static stretching and dynamic stretching if you want to look that up. And they each have their place. So I can't give you a prescriptive routine that works for everyone. So as for stretching, it's pretty individual. Then there's a different type of warm up that I also do, which is relative to whatever I plan to do that day. So take this next part as a general idea. Let's say it's a day that you're about to train legs. So before you jump right in with heavy weight, do some type of movement movement that somewhat mimics the patterns of motion that your body will be doing with the heavy weight. Maybe it's some squats with no weight or lunges, nothing intense, but enough to slowly acclimate your joints and send signals to your brain, your central nervous system of what's to come. It also helps with that mind-muscle connection, kind of like when you get out of bed in the morning, if you pop up immediately after you've been asleep, maybe sometimes or every time those first few steps are kind of wobbly and stumbling and crooked, right? Then a few minutes later, your brain and coordination catches up like, oh, okay, I get it. We're doing this walking thing. So that's why you want to do some similar movements before you go right into the heavy stuff. Or if you're doing an upper body day, warm up with something that mimics the movements that you'll be doing. And again, this is different for everyone. There's no right or wrong way here. But I like to pick up some very light dumbbells, maybe only five or eight pounds. And I do a series of fast reps at a high volume. High volume means a lot, like 15 to 18 reps. So if you ever find yourself feeling self-conscious, like, oh my gosh, I must be the weakest person in the gym with these five pound dumbbells, don't be. Stop your negative self-talk and don't worry about how you compare to others. I don't worry about if people are thinking anything if they see me with five or eight pound dumbbells. And you should never worry about either because even that, even if that's the most you can lift, they don't know if maybe that's your warm up. Maybe you're rehabbing an injury. Maybe you don't feel good that day. So you're taking it easy. Maybe you already did a ton of heavy work and you're doing something that's called a drop set. So that's something else you can look up if you want to learn more. So I highly doubt anyone is watching that close anyway, because everyone is truly worried about themselves. But moving on, after you do some kind of a warm up and you're going to venture into the weights area, hopefully you have a plan. If not, there are endless plans online or you can contact me to set up a personalized plan. 
And as Leroy was saying last week, most training plans work if you actually do them and they'll work for pretty much any ability level. So have a plan, follow it. And no matter which gym you go to, there will be a few basic gym rules that you should follow and you'll be fine. So here's one thing. If you tend to be a super sweaty person, take a small towel with you to the gym if they don't have them there. Use it to wipe up your sweat if you leave sweat on any benches, seats, or handles. Most gyms will have uh, stations in convenient places with spray bottles and paper towels for this same purpose. And it's really just common courtesy to always wipe up after you you use something. Um, Wipe the seat, wipe the handles after you're done with the machine. People don't generally do this with dumbbells, though, but if you're unsure, just check and see what everyone else in the gym usually does. And mainly it's about being clean and minimizing the spread of germs. And here are a couple things about dumbbells. Usually there's a large rack where they're all lined up, and this is not the area to just start doing lunges or squats. If you want to do things like that, it's best to take them away from the rack, away from where everyone else is walking in, where other people are trying to get dumbbells and do them off to the side or wherever you're least likely to bump into people. Even if you're using dumbbells to do something like shoulder presses, step away from the rack at least a few steps so that you're not blocking any of the other dumbbells in case somebody wants them while you're in the middle of a set. And here's an important one, especially if the gym is extra busy. Don't hoard the the dumbbells. So I'm going to elaborate on this. What I mean is, let's say you're nervous about being at the gym. So you think you're just going to get the dumbbells you need and take them off to the side into your own little corner. So you've got a set of eight pound dumbbells, 12 pound dumbbells, 15 pound, and maybe even a set of 20 pound dumbbells as well. This is a no-no. This is hogging too much equipment. If the gym has, even if the gym has other sets of those same weights, it's, it's rude to just hog them all to yourself for an extended period of time. Now, I know that sometimes personal trainers will do this, but their clients are paying extra for that. So they get to, they get to do that. It doesn't mean that everyone can do that. So Set yourself up closer to the dumbbell rack if you know you're going to need several different sets and just use one at a time. Put them back in between sets when you don't need them. Also, this is a big one. Pretty common sense, but a lot of people don't listen or I don't know. Maybe people just don't think about it. I really don't know. But always, always, always put your stuff back. Whether it's dumbbells, kettlebells, weight plates or accessories or whatever, put things back in the right place. Don't ever load a barbell and leave the plates on there. You don't think, oh, someone will use it. No, put them back. So also buy a lock, buy a padlock and use it. It's pretty rude when people have bags or coats on the gym floor. I can't tell you how many times I've thought to myself, does this person seriously think that this is not in the way of other people being able to safely do their thing? So padlocks are super cheap. Get one. Use it. If you have a bag or a purse or a coat out on the gym floor, and if you think people are giving you dirty looks, they probably are. So you definitely don't want to be that person. So Put your stuff in the designated area. Even if there's not a lot of locker room, they will have a place for your bag and your coat. One last thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help. If it scares you to approach someone to ask for help because you think you might sound dumb, again, 
don't worry about it. I've asked for help countless times and I can honestly sit here and tell you that 100% of the time people genuinely seemed happy to help. Whether it was because I didn't know how to adjust a machine or maybe sometimes they get stuck a little bit and I'm not sure if I'm doing it right or um, if maybe if I just had a question about something or if I needed someone to spot me. Generally, I think if you ask someone a quick question in the gym, they're happy to help because usually I think they're flattered that you think they look like somebody who knows what they're doing. So they're happy to answer your question if they can. And just be sure not to interrupt anyone if they're in the middle of a set. Try to pick someone who doesn't have earbuds in if you can find that person. And definitely make sure to keep it quick, though, to respect their time. So don't get all chatty, but definitely don't be afraid to ask for help. Also, if you do have some fears around getting your body in the gym, Keep these things in mind, and I have a little bit of a challenge for you. So this is sort of like a game that I would play with myself starting way, way back years ago in order to force myself out of my comfort zone and to build more confidence. So here's the challenge. I want you to try one new thing per week, whether it's a new machine or a new exercise or a new type of lunge or maybe it's just a new handle that attaches to the cables that you've never tried before. Or at the very, very least, if you always go to the exact same cardio machine, try a new one. <laughs> sure, it's easy to just go to the same same treadmill to do your warm up every single day, but why? I purposely don't allow myself to do it because it's too much unnecessary comfort zone. So I don't allow it except maybe once in a while. So that's a super easy challenge that anyone can do. And honestly, that's the only way that you're going to build more confidence and self-assurance to learn and grow and be better than you ever have before. So if you do accept this challenge, I would love, love to hear about it. Tag me on social media and show me what you're trying that's new each week so that I can be your cheerleader. Show me what you're proud of and we will celebrate those victories together. Even if you're listening to this a year from now, I still want to see it. Please share this episode with a friend if anyone popped into your head while you were listening and subscribe if you haven't. Please leave a review for the show. And if you would like extra content, visit patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. The link is in the show notes. And check out the different levels of rewards that you can get for helping to support the growth of FitFizz. And a very special thank you to my current Patreon supporters, Elise V, Tracy D, Zach R, Wendy C, Pamela P, Jaris H, and Carmina S. I love you so much for listening and for caring about your health. Until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.